Welcome everyone to episode 50. Yes, the 50th episode of High Tech on the Low here with Karen Halperin from Swim. As always, we are supported by Front Team with 12 communities, 6 verticals, and 3,000 members all looking to connect with you. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is a little bit about connecting with people and how we do that and how the world works in the high tech world when it comes to humans, technology, company structure, and all that jazz. So, Karen, really excited to have you here. Really, really good that we were able to make it work so quickly and everything with all the different schedules and your time at Swim. So, you know, first to get started, let's introduce yourself to the people at home. Who is Karen Halperin, VP People at Swim? Okay, thank you very much. Happy to be here. Uh, Ten minutes from my house, so it's uh, it's really great. Convenient. Uh, yeah, <laughs> always good. Um, so uh, I'm like uh, um, quite a long time in the industry uh, in uh, different positions as a, as a NHR leader um, coming from mostly like uh, you know uh, high speed uh, velocity startups uh, helping them uh, to build their teams from scratch building culture uh, and this is my passion um, I'm a builder in my nature and, and I think like you know uh, swim is is a is a great um, you know journey for me uh, as part of this. Um, like yeah, so. Uh, well, it's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you're very much into the high tech scene. Where did you first get your interest in high tech? Was it like you came in and you were like, "I'm a people person. Yeah. That's where I'm going. I'm building these companies, yeah. getting the right people, getting the right okay. team members, and that's me." Or was it kind of? Uh, not exactly that way. Did you come in in a different way? So I remember the exact moment when I wanted to be part of this, like what is happening in, in the high tech scene. Okay. I think back then, because I'm older enough to say like... Uh, what, are you only you 28, know, right? Uh, yeah, of course. There you go. Uh, I'm almost at the age of this episode, but uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, so I was uh, at Manpower back then. It was like an, you know, an, a global HR right. company. Very good one, but like the old school. And back then the internet started to, the internet, the cellular. And I remember I said, okay, I wanna be part of this. It, it does, it like, it, it makes no sense that I'm going to stay in like whatever uh, okay. financial uh, uh, manpower, uh, um, you know, place. So you kind of wanted uh, to like break the cycle. Yeah, so I started to, I went to what is today Xperis in Israel. I went to MIT. Okay. It was back then, like I, I was the pioneers building this from, almost the beginning. That's amazing. And from there, I was actually, MIT was the high-tech, uh, you know, the high-tech uh, uh, business for, for manpower in Israel. And from there, I moved to uh, IOL, which was like IOL ma merged with Walla. Okay. It's, it was the Israeli equivalent to AOL. Okay. Uh, and back then, it was like the first content internet a, a company in uh, in israel brilliant people super creative really funny it was the like e-commerce just started and all, everything related to communities around content and i was so so excited about it i think you were in the frontier of web 2.0 basically I mean. yeah 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 exactly and this is, was the beginning of i want to be part of this revolution and i think Amazing. it's a true revolution i would say like digital is a, is another one that is super super exciting and for me i think what was so exciting about it is related to people i think the fact that the internet could provide people access to knowledge and information so easily and so quickly and help other people to share their knowledge and help people to you know to earn money not only by you know the the traditional way so 
for me, it was the beginning, and I knew that I want to stay like it's not a, like no brainer. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm mainly was in a, an internet uh, kind of companies because okay. I'm so excited about this, but I'm also so excited to be part of swim because swim is providing technology and developers that are the drivers of you know of technology of you technology say. and revolution right. and and you know the future. It provide it's really part of accelerating 100%. making developers life much easier and and help them to you know to have a better environment so I think it's all goes together no but definitely I, yeah I know exactly when I wanted to when you wanted to kind of yeah, go forward with I, it all. I remember this moment well it's funny too because what you're kind of talking about is you still come at it from this people-centric yeah. thing right like yeah. that it, the internet was helping people it was helping again mm-hmm. give people access to the knowledge to business opportunities to whatever it was going to be and so I still love that you still have that yeah. in your mantra you know yeah what I, mean? I, I, I think in a way it's it provides freedom and and as and as same with digital you know we talk about global we just discussed this before uh, it helped people to connect with each other Definitely. and you know um, boundaries are uh, not that relevant anymore uh, so I like it I, I'm in my nature I love that people have a better like more freedom more democracy and I think this is what high tech sometimes is providing for for the humans. Definitely. I 100% agree with you. Um, and I now kind of want to take that now into your role as VP people at SWIM because, you know, it's amazing really like what you're telling me here is it sounds like very much this this is a very much theme of your life is yeah. kind of like helping people and being very conscientious of how people in high tech and just in, I mean, we could even say in companies in general are treated and brought in and how the company relates them and stuff. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what your role is as VP people, not VP human resources, VP people at uh, SWIM. And also feel free to enter a little bit too as what SWIM does in there because okay. I don't think we've hit that exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first SWIM, Swim is a, a, um, developing a platform for developers that help them to, to tap into a new code easily and quickly. Uh, the way we do it is by continuous documentation. It means that the documentation and the code are coupled, so um, it's all real-time, and, and when a, a developer wants to enter a new code, they have the documentation, they easily know how the functions uh, relate to each other, mm-hmm. they can, you know, uh, share code, um, and the, actually the, you know, the, the edge of, of SWIM is the auto-sync. We are, the Very promise cool. we are providing for developers is the ability to uh, create a system and a platform that actually complete itself. Ah, okay. uh, we Very are cool. still working on it and we are in a product fit, but it's a great product. I'm so happy that, that from time to time, because, you know, I'm hiring those developers right. and managers and they are also the, the users. So when I talk with them, I, I'm so happy to hear they say, yeah, it's a great product. Right. Really, I was trying this. I'm, I'm like starting to explore this and like everything. They're excited to come in. Yeah, the they are very, very excited about the product and, and how it's really helping the uh, their uh, teams or their, them. Uh, so this is about SWIM. About my role, so when I joined SWIM, I actually wanted to, I was looking for three things. First, I was so shocked by the, the market because the market is looking for HR because, you know, talent uh, acquisition and 
talent retention is super, super challenging today. Yeah, uh, especially so, in high tech, we can say. Especially, mostly in high tech. Right. So when I was starting to look around, I was like, wow, so many options. Okay. But I knew what I'm looking for. I knew I'm looking for great like founders and okay. CEO. I'm looking for uh, early stage, uh, um, um, you know, uh, company and a great product. So, so early stage company, great product with a great team behind exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. I think the top was like the team. And the great team. Well, it makes yeah. sense for the people person yeah. here. That so. was the top. <laughs> that was the top. And then the others that were very, very important. But okay. the top was the CEO and the founders. And I think Swim like was winning all factors. Okay. And... Um, you know, when I entered Swim, there were 14 people like uh, 10 months ago. Now wow. we are 42 and we are still looking to hire like more people. So the challenges back then and the challenges today are not the same. But at the same time, I can say like building the teams from scratch, helping to establish the, you know, the processes, the, the anything related to how we select people, mm-hmm. what is important for us um, and also like how we win like the competition. Uh, so when you join a company in this stage, you know that the the first people you hire, like the 20, 40 people, the first ones are critical for building a, a healthy and, and great culture. Why is and that? Because, you know, in, in the beginning, people make everything like, and at a certain point, and I will explain, at a certain point, it's like culture is winning the, the people. Like if you don't succeed to uh, create a good culture uh, and you need some time. It's not, it won't happen by itself. Okay. You need to find the right people with the right, you know, attitude. The right drivers of this Exactly. Okay. And, you know, I'm so happy that Omer and also the other founders, but Omer is, uh, was, is the CTO and he was managing the R&D and he was actually driving the, the hiring. He was so, so um, focused on how we select people, what is important for sure. us. We need people that are passionate about the product. If we don't see a passion, right. whatever, they can be super talented, but we need people that want to really, really fight for the product. Like you want them on the team. You want we them want in the them trenches. On, yeah, like... we want them on the team. Okay. We want them when there is a, you know, because startup, it's all about making the impossible possible. And if you right. don't find the right people, they come with excuses. So I'm, I'm very much like helping people. And when someone will come to me, Karen, I need help with finding a job. I need help with advice. I will always help people. But at the same time, I also know that choosing the right people is, is one of the most important things. Because if you don't choose the right ones, whatever great product or strategy will have, it's, it's going to be very, very hard to drive your you you know, company. Well, because so, you don't have, you don't really have the culture then. You don't have actually exactly. the pillars of it. You yeah. don't have the people who can say, hey, guys, you know, yes, it's crappy right now, but we're going to get better. Or, hey, this is the way we need to go because the market's headed this way. We all need yeah. to adapt. Yeah. I totally feel you. Now, what is your like kind of day-to-day, you know, work look like at Swim? Obviously, within the constraints of what you're able to tell yeah. us, but what does it kind of look like, you know, how are you reacting, you know, towards changes in the market? How are you helping people adapt to swim? How are you getting the right talent into swim? How does it work for you exactly? So um, just an ordinary day and I can give an example from yesterday can can be a good uh, a good day. That's always good. Yeah (laughs) so first you know we have uh, we have a great uh, coffee in in the office so when I come to the office usually I wait for the coffee because it's like you know the coffee at home you can't really compare and I have a good machine. <laughs> uh, okay good. So yeah, step number I, one to culture is coffee. And I think this 
is one of the best tactics. <laughs> tactic because uh, people really wait for the coffee so you start with a great okay. coffee uh, you know uh, uh, mingling with the, with the people coming to the office and uh, and then I had a discussion with Kevin about the podcast okay uh, so uh, you know we have uh, um, we really want to be part of the community and and uh, developers and Uh, we had like um uh, I had an interview okay. just right after uh, with a different podcast uh, no like no no no, no. <laughs> no worries. I can compete uh, with the with the engineering manager that we are looking okay. uh, right now and then I we had like a uh, um, you know engineering managers uh, a development program uh, okay. so this was the the second one and then I had a team uh, a meeting with my team and Uh, with the talent acquisition employee experience and office manager um, but I just want to back up real fast so you are actually also the person to who's interviewing like you're not just the person who kind of sends off your your minions if you will to go interview people you are actually doing yeah yeah wow. so actually I uh, the talent acquisition is also interviewing but uh, and we work together we consult with each other because the selection in in the You know early stage sure. is is really critical and also the CEO is still interviewing okay. of course okay uh, it's important that we you know give feedback to each other we make like round tables and mm. uh, share our feedback because when sometimes even though I'm experienced with interviewing and I have my uh, you know uh, background and everything I always love to listen to other people like you know feedback because sometimes they see something that you don't see right. so they like the IP of the process is not the The, that I'm a good like uh, you know HR and I know how to interview right. I think the, the the right one is to listen to everyone in the process uh, so yeah I'm still interviewing and I'm part of the process if a manager will say to me and I was super excited about the candidate listen I I don't feel comfortable with this person no so we won't hire this person if there is a doubt but probably something there we need to be complete about our choices because it's a it's a This is a good start. If Do you we, have like a consensus model that you guys work on or is it kind of like, you know, more like majority speaks? No, so we have a consensus. Like we have a kind of consensus. Of course, people can fight for their, you know, sure. uh, uh, thoughts and, and, and it's, it's fine. If you see someone that is really fighting, also you listen. Okay. But we, we want to, to, you know, we, we want, want to be on to, the same page. Yeah, okay. we want to be on the same page. And, and at the same time, people have different opinions and perspectives. So. Okay. Yeah, so uh, this was uh, one. Um, ah, another thing that I did yesterday was welcoming uh, a new joiners from, joiner from uh, the U.S. Okay. Who joined us to uh, the office in New York City. Oh, great. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, an SDR. Uh, it's part of the growth of uh, the sales uh, department. Cool. Um, so you're also dealing with the international team yeah. as well. You're not just dealing with the Israeli-based team. Yeah, yeah, of course. Team. Okay, of course, very cool. Of course. So you also go and source people abroad or are yeah. you mainly... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We, we talked about global. We talked about digital. It's easier to hire from Israel as, as long as you are familiar with the, you know, with the landscape, with the right platform and, uh, you know, build a good inbound strategy and so on. So no, like... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's kind of like an interesting way of how the world gets flatter for us as we, you know, yeah. kind of get yeah. more digital. Now, one of the things I kind of want to ask here too is this. At the end of the day, you know, you have been with this company for some time. As you said, you saw it grow from 14 to 42. Is yeah. that what you said? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 
astronomical. I mean, that's what, almost yeah. three times growth or something like that? I mean, more even. How has the company really changed from day one, Karen steps in, oh my God, what's going on, to now you're running things in New York? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's still changing and evolving. It's like these kinds of, you know, uh, uh, changes are organic and you can't really force them, but sure. you need to be aware and to help them to go into like the right direction. Sure. Uh, I just will give you like a, um, you know, a picture of what happened and it, it will give a, a lot of information. So when I joined, we started at uh, like Arba uh, um, Street. Okay. Uh, a small office. Small office, uh, small street. Everyone yeah. together yeah, in yeah. the same room. The, the, you know, the kitchen was in the same room. Uh, 14 people, also Corona, so not everyone was in the office all you the time. You started during Corona? Yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. now I'm just doing the math in my mind now. It makes sense. Um, but oh my course. God. Like, yeah, wow. 10 months ago, we, was, we are still like, wow. the Corona was oh, in the, Lord. Not, <laughs> not even in the middle. Uh, yeah, and then we moved to WeWork because we were waiting for the renovation okay. to be completed, okay. our permanent office. So at WeWork, we started to get fat, like to grow. <laughs> uh, but it, it's WeWork. You can't really understand that you are now big. Okay. And then we moved to our permanent office. And all this, like uh, like a very cool office. And uh, uh, you are, of course, invited. Um, for the coffee, though. Yeah, of okay. course. And and. And a cake also. Oh, thank you. Uh, so <laughs> uh, very like uh, and and just like three places in 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 you know in a period of less than a year. Uh, it but that's gives incredible you, growth. Yeah, too. but it, it I think it's it gives you like the uh, it's a symbolize like you know we were in the same room the communication was very easy okay. you were talking with each other. Uh, then at WeWork, sure, yeah, yeah, we were a little bit siloed, and then uh, the, the the office that is built like for teams. Okay. We have uh, an architecture that uh, it's like a team uh, rooms. Every team, every each team is in a in a room, like squads and everything. Okay. And now you realize that you are getting bigger. Uh, complexity is getting bigger because you have more projects. Communication becomes critical. You know how you communi- communicate new people. So new people needs to get to know, swim, and be engaged, and of so course. on. So many things at once, uh, and you need to work hard to make it happen. To, to you know, make the glue of everything sure. needs to to go, and also the right direction. So. Uh, this is the, the the you know the journey that we are going through, and we are still you know learning, talking about this. For example, one of the things we uh, did uh, recently, we uh, created like a meeting policy. Okay. And no, like because suddenly you know people want to 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 be aligned, so there are so many meetings, and sometimes those meetings are for people to meet each other, right. to see each other, sure. to voice team building a little bit, yeah, yeah, okay. and to voice and so on. But at the same time, we, some people say, "Listen, I'm I'm like all day in meetings, so it's it's so doesn't I can't work. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So we we created a policy for a meeting, like uh, n- not more than forty five minutes should be like agenda a summary, action items, and so on, so to make it nice. more, you know, productive. Uh, I this hope you guys a, send this to the world. This is what need, be, be needed in the world in general. Yeah, you know, <laughs> meetings, it's a, it's always a pain when you grow. It's, uh, Definitely. But if you don't, like, and, and I think we, like, our CEO did a very smart thing that he, he said, okay, let's, let's uh, do it the right way. Um, yeah, so this is an example of, you know, changes and how sure. we deal with them. Now, how do you see yourself developing in the future with SWIM? You know, is it going to be 
you know, kind of uh, setting up more definite elements of culture, you know, kind of like, a, you know, I'll go in a sense like a Google where we know very clearly, like, this is their company culture. This is what they get. This is what's happening. Or is it kind of going to be more, you know, go with the flow, see what happens, maybe kind of still try building more of the actual development team and the product team out to see how we can kind of push it forward. How do you see it kind of developing with your role there? Yeah. So I think it's all together and, uh, and I um I need to, you know, ask, like, what is the most important question right now and how can I support the company? Uh, but I'm fortunate that the founders are very much into values. Okay. And, and actually, recently, they came to me uh, and want, wants to do something about this. So it's, um, of course, I think building a culture and... and what is like driving our decisions, what is important for us sure. is, is very important as a VP uh, people to support the founders, sure. to, to support the direction of the company uh, because it's not a secret anymore. Culture is stronger than a lot of other thing, team, things. And also, you know, when you, I always say that you can create a, a structure, like, mm -hmm. you know, you have a, a VP, you have a director, you have the employees and so on. But the culture is meaningful if you don't have the right, uh, uh, sorry, the structure, if you don't have the right culture. Mm, if people are, are not talking with each other, can solve conflicts, that transparent, direct, uh, you know, helpful and so on. If you don't have all those things, it doesn't matter. You can have the, the great, like the best product uh, in the world. You can have the, the best like uh, skills, um, but it's not, it's like, it won't work. I get so, you. Yeah, yeah, of course, culture is is a, is is a, the focus of my your your job basically yeah. going forward. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, too, it seems like you know that's the driver in many ways from what you've seen at least too, and what you're telling us of success of companies. Now, that being said, I kind of want to get us a little general here, and I kind of want to understand. You know, you've obviously, I mean, you've had a very storied career in the world of HR, people in tech, and you very much know different elements of it. Now, beyond that, you also have your own kind of, you know, uh, initiative that we've talked about in the past that also was dealing very much with kind of, uh, we can say communities and growth and people like that. So you, you, you are like a person who really gets people at like a very deep level. Now, that being said, what is your kind of advice, let's say, for the techies out there and for people starting their own companies for dealing with talent acquisition, culture, things like that. Because sure, at the end of the day, you know, a guy who's a pre-seed, you know, startup who's just trying to get his product going may not totally care about the culture of his company because he has him, his buddy, maybe one other person, a, you know, developer in Ukraine or, or India or wherever who's doing, uh, you know, the, the work for them and they're just trying to get it going. But once they get that first investment, you know, how can they start building on this element that's really kind of a fundamental element for success, especially from what you're, from what you're telling us today? Yeah, so it's a very good question. I think one of the most like challenging uh, things that you know founders are dealing with, especially in early stage, is the the tension between you know you got a, you got money, you need to run fast, you need sure. very strong people, but you don't have a brand yet. You are very small, so sometimes you compromise on you know uh, getting like very skilled, super uh, uh, brilliant people, but. You know, from a, a, a personal perspective, they are uh, rude, they are not communicate well, and so on. These choices can be, can really can destroy a company. So, and I'm not from like... From the ground level. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not like uh, judging. And sometimes, you know... <laughs> no, no, we're not Yeah, I'm that. not judging. But I think um, 
uh, for a CEO or a founder, being aware of the choices you make in early stage, they can sometimes get you like fast, but to a certain point. Uh-huh. And, and then you, you are stuck because you're, uh, you know, your culture, uh, uh, people that you are suddenly becoming super dependent on mm-hmm. are, uh, uh, you know, um, driving your decisions, sure. other decisions. So my, my, um, like my best advice is to be super cautious about those decisions when you hire people mm, okay. uh, and and be mindful for approach rather than like uh, brilliance and okay. um, uh, if you can find both that's great right but the challenge is usually that you nobody knows you yet you right. you right, are right. and you know the competition is super crazy uh, so that's my advice I know it's not easy but my advice is not to make like decisions because you need to only you need to run fast right if you feel like it's it's uh, it's a big cost it's uh, I see what you mean it's funny yeah. I, I just heard the other day a, a colleague of mine said something he's like I'd rather work with someone who's 80% good at his job but 20% of him is like a great person mm-hmm. versus exactly. a person who's 100% at his, at his job and has zero personality exactly. or zero contribution because at the end of the day yeah sure maybe he'll get you the machine learning algorithm that you need to do this next thing, but he's going to be a jerk the entire way, or he's going to make you miserable along the way to get there, or he's going to leave the project the second he gives it to you and that's it. And exactly. And and, you know, you need to manage their like uh, a aspiration and they don't really listen to your needs and business. You need the real partners. You need people that, you know, join you to help you win, help Mm -hmm. you and the company and super excited about success not only their success and they understand that, like that. their success yeah. is company success and the people that i saw that you know i really got a chance to hire uh, the brilliant but the good ones uh-huh. uh, that you can see very fast they become like vp level c level and they because they understand i'm here to help you because if i'll help you the company is going to be like a big brand and then i'm going to be a big brand and this is why i'm I'm, i want to be part of their success and not only because i want to do like uh, uh, this project or that project and i'm so focused on my my career because in this way you can't really make the impossible possible it's very hard to manage these kind of expectations yeah no that's interesting also that you bring it up it's kind of like this whole level of like when i when people can when you can almost bring them into the vision i would say right when you can bring them into the vision and have them understand it's like listen this is going to be the next google the next whatever netflix the next whatever it's going to be but you have to be part of it you know you have to give your all and you have to give your time and effort and we'll reward you handsomely, you know, we'll give you the VP, C-level, whatever mm-hmm. position, you know, and you'll get it, but you have to grow with us. I, I think that's lovely. So, you know, listen, Karen, I'm coming up to the end of the, the podcast. I always like to give people the space to give their last little piece of advice to entrepreneurs out there, to founders out there who may may need it. Now, we kind of already did it with you, but if you have a little bit of a last little advice, you know, someone who's also started some of her own initiatives too, what's your advice? Well, um, yeah, I think um, I was super impressed by a CEO that I worked with in uh, the past. And, you know, um, founders, it's a it's a very, very, uh, you know, difficult journey that mm-hmm. they take on the, themselves. And I have a lot of respect for them. 
I think even in difficult days, uh, smiling at the office and encouraging people, even though it's very hard, it's not easy. I know it's not easy to say so, and it's like a little bit uh, out of, you know, uh, like, okay, it's... but. Even though when some things sometimes are not working and in startups sometimes you know making the impossible possible it's really tough sure. uh, and when you have a bigger team it's tougher because now you need to manage with more expectations and aspirations and and you know conflicts and so on but smiling at the at the office and it's it's one of the most important things I love that you're that's the first you are the first person to say that. You are the 50th episode. No one has ever said that. And I think it's probably the, the best thing I've heard so far. So I really, really, and I mean that. So thank you so much, Karen. Really, this has thank been an amazing you. interview. I'm excited to see what happens next for you at SWIM. So thank Same you so here. much. Thank you very much. <laughs>